This episode of Bass Freaks is brought to you by Dunlop Bass Strings. Dunlop Bass Strings are made in California and designed by the players of Dunlop to sound and feel the way a string should. With deep lows, strong fundamental punchy mids, and articulate highs. Dunlop Bass Strings offer a complete line with standard nickel and stainless round wounds, flat wounds, and super brights. They're also available in short, medium, and long scales. So go to jimdunlop.com and check out Dunlop Bass Strings. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Dunlop Presents Bass Freaks. This is a place for all of us bass freaks to chat it up, gain a little insight and inspiration, and have some fun with some great bass players. I'm your host, Josh Paul, and today we welcome Eric Fortaleza. Did I say that right? Yeah, you did, sir. Thank you so are much. You, are you sure? Yes, I'm very uh, sure. That's okay. Beautiful. Now, I'm going to say it one more time. Eric Fortaleza. Yeah? Nice to meet you, dude. Perfect. Nice to meet you, man. <laughs> How are you, brother? I'm good, man. Thank you for allowing me to be one of your guests. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. Honored to have you, actually. Um, so you're in Nashville now from Australia? Yes. Moved there two years ago. Okay. How are you liking it? Well, man, I'm, I'm loving it. I really am. Yes, there was a pandemic eight months in, but uh, I'll say it, man. Like, I try to... I try to remind some americans here that like man grass is greener you know grass is greener i i love it they, like the things that you can you can achieve here is endless comparatively you think what are some of the differences because i've been to australia many times and i love it i would actually consider living there but i yeah you're you're right i do love i man i spent most of my adult life there like i you know i was there i moved there when i was 10 so from the philippines and uh, my, when my parents moved, and I, I pretty much grew up there. That's my memories. You know, my memory of life is there. And uh, so, yes, sure. I mean, I do love living there, and it's and it's awesome. But twenty-one million people in this in an island the same size as the continental USA, right. like Texas alone is thirty-five million people. Yeah. <laughs> like th- that's just Texas, and yeah. twenty-one million people, like. Uh, it's it, it's the possibilities to at least for music. One percent of twenty one million people is imagine one percent. If you get one percent of the market in the U.S., three hundred fifty million people. Like the the possibilities that you can do and and expand and change. Right. You know? so, so you I can even ask like the top Australian artists in Australia that are working right now. It's like it, they don't even scratch sometimes. The surface of the U.S. Understood. So you yeah. you basically wanted to come here just for a bit of a change and maybe some more opportunities musically. Well, I I actually <laughs> I I've always for the past five years before I even I mean the past years the past five years before I even moved I would always visit the states once once a year. Oh, cool. You know, try to try to know, see if I would enjoy it, see um, where I would move, and all of that stuff, and. Funnily enough, I'd never really visited Nashville as an adult. And uh, um, an artist, I mean, I got recommended to play for an artist, a country artist in 20, 2019, March. Who is it? And uh, Lin- her name's Lindsay L. All right. And, and you're still uh, doing that, right? You're still yes, playing I'm Lindsay. Yes, I am still doing that. So Awesome. Um, so she found me over there. And after that weekend, just to fill in for her for that weekend at a country festival, she's like, yeah, you're the best bass player I ever played with. I wish I can teleport you to Nashville. And I pretty much went, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so wait a second. So you played with her in Australia? 
Yes, yes, that's right. Very so, cool. And she uh, she put you in her suitcase and dragged you back yeah, here. Yeah, three months later, <laughs> three months later, July 2019. I was like, all right, Nashville, never, don't really know anything about you, but let's go. And, that is uh, awesome. Eight months on, and then this thing happened in March 2020 that stopped everything. Yeah, here, here uh, speak, we are. Speaking of that, how have you been? Uh, how have you been coping, and and what have you been doing to stay busy? Oh man, like in terms of coping, I'm I'm such a, I'm a big I I've, I got one tattoo last. I don't even know what year I, got, I last year or this year. I don't even remember when. It's my first tattoo ever, and it, I always told myself, well, if I'm gonna get one, I want to get something that I believe like, that I really believe in. You know like inside out and I haven't really nothing hit me that hard until the pandemic sort of really I mean I, I, you know like they it was a a great manifestation of like okay do you really believe what you believe in and I know if you're just listening to this you can't see but on my left arm I got a I got a yin and yang just the weight of beauty is only as beautiful as the weight of pain and suffering you know and how the how was the pandemic man well i think sure i mean we're still kind of in it but i it changed my life it made me it made my aim for higher stronger and it made my appreciation for suffering better so i uh, it's hard because i know a lot of people lost a lot of things and a lot of lives a lot of family members and all of that. And I understand Absolutely. that. But Absolutely. Um, at least for me, how I took that was, man, I, I, I embraced the entirety of it. And I loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. And it sounds like you, um, I know you have a, a company that you started, right? Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I, I can't, I'm not sure if I'm, I mean, I'm still learning the legalities of it, at least in the, in the U.S. I'm not sure if I can call it a company. It's okay. a non for, it's a non Nonprofit organization. Okay. Okay. Explain so, that. Uh, yeah. Explain. Tell okay. me what it is. Well, you know, um, for the past, at least just to have a little sweep of to get to this point now, for the past 10 years back in Australia, I, I pushed for the session, you know, being a session musician, being a touring musician, being a like whatever bass player that anyone needed me to be for the past 10 years back at home. And I learned my chops there. I learned how to build a business there. I learned how to be a professional and do all of that stuff. And because Australia is really small, um, you reach the top quickly, or at least um, you you mingle with the top much faster. Okay. And, uh, um, you know, I'm not, I hope from at least what I've seen to give shout outs to my Australian friends that the musical level, man, that some they match sometimes. I thought it would be like, I thought, man, the U.S. will have the best, but some. I still go home and I'm like, man. For example, there's a guy named Josh Meter. Uh, so he's Australian. I remember he used to go to my jam sessions back in Sydney. I don't know if you've ever seen him. No, I haven't. On, okay, if anyone oh, listening right bass now, bass player, bass player. No, guitarist. Okay. Check out Josh Meter. Okay. That guy is just a, a young guitarist back in Sydney, and just to prove that there's some chops back in Sydney, check him out. But my point is. Um, so, you know, like just trying to make it there. And then for like a few years, I started hosting uh, a jam session back in Sydney. It's called the Monday Jam. Oh, cool. And it's still it's still happening. Well, I'm not sure if pandemic's allowing them, but um, 
that's been running for 10 years now. Still? And is it still yeah. going? Okay. Yeah, it's still going. Um, okay. I used to call it um, Sydney. I mean, I would call it like, man, I was hosting Sydney's uh, best jam session. And yeah, I, as much. Oh, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear if me I out. do say so myself. No, no, hold on. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. But <laughs> give me, give me a minute. Let all me right, build it right. up. <laughs> um, there was, you know, like I said, Australia is only twenty-one million people. Sydney's not, not that many people too. And when I say best jam jam session, well, it might want to. It might be the one of the only ones. So it's not like there's 20 jam sessions. Okay. It's like there's one and it's on a Monday night. And, and <laughs> so and you, it's the best and the worst jam session in Sydney. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so it was that it was from that idea. Like I, I used to run a jam session at home and fast forward a bit um, as I'm playing for Lindsay L and touring the country and doing all of that stuff. And I'm sure you know the feeling like I'm playing for this one amazing artist and she's one of the most down-to-earth people if you ever get a chance to meet her if you haven't or if you I haven't, haven't man she it's like an artist that gives you wings and allows you to go hey be you amazing be the be the best version of whatever that is but anyway that's great man um, that's what won me over by by the way that's like she at the end of my first show with her i remember this in in sydney when i got just called in for that that weekend um at the end of the first show, she thanked the sound guy by first name, the lighting guy by first name, all the stagehands by first name. And I was like, who the, who is this person? That is awesome. And, and two years with her, it's consistent. She's like that all the time. She listens, she cares for and wouldn't, she's not above anyone. Amazing. Yeah. That's, you know, that's gratitude. Man, so important. I, it's, I keep going off in tangents. I'm that's sorry. Okay. But anyway, that's all right. um, <laughs> we're having fun. <laughs> yeah, we are, dude. But end of 2019, I remember playing, like, I'm playing with Lindsay and we were doing this arena. We were doing like Mercedes Benz Arena in Berlin. Okay. And there was like 17, 18,000 people. And I'm, you know, I'm doing my thing and I'm like, okay, wow. I did it like in my head as a, like I was looking at myself like an 18 year old. I was like, wow, that's it. You're doing, you're playing. This is the dream. This is what you wanted. Uh, but, I, you know, there was a part of me that was like, this will mean more if I set a path for others to be able to do the same. Ah, uh, that's great. So, you know, I let that simmer in my head and the pandemic happened. And mid-pandemic, um, around, I, 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 I found the date. It was, this idea was conceived in, September, around September 2020. I was sitting down with my tour, Lindsay's tour manager, also my tour manager, Andrew Stone, uh, who's a current artist right now, who, funnily enough, quick side note, he was our tour manager and then he just quit and his first single has now like half a million, half a million plays on Spotify and he wow. became, he became an artist. Okay. So that, That's, that, that is Nashville. That in is Nashville. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, Anyway, that's very cool. Um, shout out to Andrew Stone from Wheeland Stone. Um, but anyway, I was just sitting down with him, and he was like, "Dude, uh, there there used to be this, there used to be this great gig on Tuesday nights in East Nashville. It's like the drummer from Little Big Town plays, the bass player for Hunter Hayes. Like he would just he just started naming all these. I don't really know 
player names because I just got here. I mean, like I'm new in town. I don't really know anyone. And he's like, oh, cool. And I asked, oh, is it like a jam? Because I was imagining it like what I used to do in Sydney. And he was like, uh, not really. Like, I go, what do they play? Like, like, do people get up? It's like, well, they get their friends up. It's not really an open jam. Well, okay. Um, is it originals? And he was like, well, they play songs they like. And then I was like, hmm. Hey, dude, is there a night in Nashville, using the idea that I was doing at home, is there a night in Nashville where there's a house band? It's like a jam session. It's, op it's open for everyone, but this time it's original music. So it's like an open mic night, but okay. there's a full band backing you up on the spot. Huh. And, he's, and he's like, uh, there's the Opry. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, hold on. <laughs> there's this little thing called the Opry. Yeah. The Op I'm like, he's referring to the Opry House Band for the yeah. people that are listening that aren't from Nashville. There's, there's these guys that have been playing for decades and play. Anyway. The house band at the Opry. And I'm like, uh, something a bit more accessible <laughs> to like, because at the time I knew, you know, my tour manager wrote songs and his roommate is a public, has a publishing deal. And there's all these different people in that serve you coffee. That's the monitor engineer. That's the front of house. They're all songwriters. There's all these different songwriters around. And I'm like, no, something like you can, you can go as a songwriter to just like, Hey, Here's this song that I'm trying to figure out. And there's a house band playing it on the spot. And he was like, do they send songs beforehand? And in my head, I was like, man, I don't have, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just, just tell us the chords on the spot, bring charts or just whatever. But anyway, a month later, I started it at this small venue. And this was 20, and August 2020. And it kept going. It got to the point where we were like, okay, this venue is too small. Next. This event, like it was, yes, mid pandemic, but you know, we're trying to be just seeing what I can give back to the community. Okay. End of 2020. Yeah. And now we moved to Sunny's in Germantown. And as it started growing, there's a need for it, man. It's like I called it the pitch meeting. Oh, it's, and that's what it's called, right? Yeah. So, okay. the back end of 2020, I was just running this thing and I called it the pitch meeting. And the idea, like I said, like I'm an, like an open mic, but this time you get a, full band backing you up it was at the time it was pretty much Lindsay's band okay because we were like we had nothing we had nothing yeah. on yeah like we're just like well it's a good excuse to just play figure out you know and get tight and um and have this thing going on but as the idea started growing i started seeing the need because man like they just come in so let's say uh there's a house band we do a house band set of the songs we wrote and then we open up to a list. There's a list and people just show up. It's like, all right. And then I look at the list and the list has no order. Okay. So I'm how like, do they, so when people come in, is it, uh, they like almost like karaoke where you sign up to, or do they do it beforehand? Well, they, they, no, they, they, so they sign up, there's a list and then it's, so I, it's random dude. So okay. it's open. Okay. I'm like, it's, I try to go, I try to look at the list and be like, okay, what names don't I know? And I just call it up. They get up, they bring a guitar and they're like, uh, here's the chords. Um, it's a, it's a high wire act Got because it. it's like, well, <laughs> it can be anything. That's what's exciting about it because yeah. I'm like, I'm doing this gig where I play the same songs all the time, but here's this thing. Where so, it's, so, okay. I have a question for you. So how, go ahead. Uh, 
that has potential to be disastrous. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, so give me one in one example of uh, how that occurred. Well, I th- or has it or has it? Uh, sure, all the time. But yeah. I think that's the that's the magic of the music. Um, there's a few things that I say. At least we'll put myself in the mindset of at least still back in 2020, because how it turned out in 2021 is a bit different. But at least back in the like figuring out the kinks of how it worked in the end of 2020. It's like I had I said a few things as well. I say it on the microphone and I go, okay, sure. We're here to serve you guys and you don't have to pay anything. It's free. You go in, you sign up, do your thing. Um, Like we, we're here to serve you guys. But at the same time, this it's my responsibility. It's the band's responsibility. It's our responsibility to ensure that the the musical standard that we're creating and we're cultivating has to be high. Hey, if the song's bad, I might stop it early, but don't feel bad. <laughs> okay, so you're like, you're you're the MD basically, the musical Yes, pretty director. much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So playing bass on it and MDing it and I say okay. it might be bad, but that's fine. But yes, it's like I said, it's a high wire act cuz you want it's like you want you want it to crash cuz it's cuz it's like how it's the formula is like, well, that's meant to fail. Yeah. But dude, like, yes, here and there, sure. But there's golden moments in there, dude, of seeing this young kid that just has the talent, who's never played with a band before, ever. Like, okay, here's my song. Yeah. It doesn't change. And I'm like, okay, count it in. One, <clears throat> three, bang. And you see their faces, man. That Those it, are moments that they will remember forever. Dude, like, well, as bass players, right? Yeah. We're used to playing. We're used to playing with a band. That's normally something that comes later, at least in a, in a songwriter's life. Right. But it, we're we're used to playing with a band. But these young songwriters may not may not have that opportunity. So seeing their face light up when when you got you have keys, organ, drums, electric guitar, acoustic guitar, bass, and BGVs like playing right behind you and like of a song that you've never heard live before. It's like, you see their face, dude, and it's unbeatable. But so as, as the back end of 2020, as I started really loving that, I was like, man, there's a need for this. Cause my, de- my target demographic was one young artists who've never played with a band before. Sure. Give them that opportunity to even signed or like already professional, uh, published artists that songwrite during the week or they already have like if they're in-ear monitor guy but they write songs and they have that week that tuesday off like hey i just wrote this song i want to see what that sounds like or a bigger artist if they want to choose to hey i just wrote this song let me try it out so i normally tell all these artists that get up all right you can either bring charts you can airdrop us charts you can just tell us numbers the number system or chords in the spot or you don't even have to speak music. Just start playing. We'll figure it out. I mean, it puts me in my toes, and I yeah. love it. Yeah. You know, it lets me use my ears a lot. That's awesome. That's but, Go ahead. But anyway, so as I, I call it a beacon, as I pinged the frequency in this beacon that kept going, more and more people with that mindset started coming because they started showing up and like, and the band is has molded and grew and the vision grew and 
January 2021, well, we're officially a nonprofit organization. We, um, we started building this thing and vision of how it can be better and better and how we've at least structured it right now is that we are a nonprofit artist development organization focusing on, well, the service we give on those Tuesday nights. First, the service we give on those Tuesday nights is you get a full band backing you up. Yeah. Like the, the, we're not chumps. We had like, <laughs> like you're pro, what, the, pro musicians. Yeah. yeah. The, the feeling I want to give these young artists or it's all ages. We get someone, we get 60 year olds as well sometimes. So it doesn't, doesn't matter. But, the feeling that I want to give these young musicians is I remember just playing for Lindsay, building up a guitar solo for her and she's on the floor just shredding. And I'm like, I want to give that to someone. I want to give that same weight and those wings to some, to other people. And that's what I'm trying to give them. And this artist development approach was like, well, Tuesdays are for that. And since then um, we're actually at pitch studios right now here in, in Nashville. Um, and the other thing we wanted to offer was this approach of, well, we can, if, depending on the people we find, it's like most of them, I ask them, have you recorded that song? They're like, no. Or is this song, this song out? No. Man, there's some golden songs around getting, getting pitched, getting pitched in this, uh, in this night. I was like, damn, that's a great song. And they've never <laughs> recorded it. Yeah. Um, as we started growing, or at least this, this heart that I wanted to share, I had a bigger dream, like uh, my business partner, Michael Gannon, um, who's a great slide guitarist. Cool. He's one of the people that just pitched his song one time and I'm like, all right, got to know him. And we're like, we're working together forever now. And he's now in the house band. And awesome. man, whenever, I can't wait for you to check him out. Like his slide guitar playing is like, damn. And I'm a, I'm a big Derek Trucks fan. And Me I have too. high, yeah. dude, like I, I have high, high expectations on the slide. So the moment he put the, he took the slide out, I was like, all right, come on, here we go. And then I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, but more importantly, other than his playing, it's his vision and my vision just starting to grow as what we started thinking about of what this could be and or is becoming. This is, this is the model that we're trying to recreate. Because right now I've seen I've been surrounded, and I'm sure you have too. I've, we've been surrounded by people we love, and some of them, or most of them, or half of them, or whatever percentage it is. I've seen too many broken hearts from people being told that their music is not radio enough, isn't mm -hmm. catchy enough, isn't gonna be marketable, isn't like, can, can you imagine if Picasso was creating art and then someone goes to him, ah, that's, that doesn't look real, dude. It's right. like someone right. told an artist that their art, their art isn't good enough. Now, where, where that uh, passion is coming from is that I've seen too many broken hearts. And what we started doing is we started following this model of, do you, in, do you know how, how classical music was create like how it was funded back in the day? Uh, tell me. Well, um, like Mozart, even like the gr great artists, painters, Michelangelo, Da Vinci. Man, the model was either the church pay for it, kings and queens, royalty, the rich. It's okay. like it was it was com through commission, through 
it's like uh, Patreon, Patreon, really, like back in the day. Got but it. it was like people believed in what they did and funded them to keep doing what they were doing. So, so <laughs> essentially, crowdsourcing, Fun- crowdfunding. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But so, and I'm like, I wasn't aware. Wow. Of that. Well, it made sense because look at that art that lasts today. Yes. It's it, it still lasts because these artists had no compromise. They were creating art because people believed in them. Now, there are different versions of that right now. Patreon, uh, GoFundMe, and all these different things. Yeah. But not a structure, not a, not a non-for-profit, non-profit record label where it was like, holy crap. We could, if we get to this point of in creating a structure to pretty much offer artists another path to create music, without compromise, with pure artistic integrity, funded by, well, if the structure is marketed well enough and structured well enough, it could go toe-to-toe with the same resource that the big guys can. So where are you with it now? So we have announced that we are a nonprofit artist development. And right now, um, we are using Pitch Meeting as the vessel to be able to offer this pathway for others, you know? Um, eventually we, we just launched pitch music, which is our, which is the official name of our, our organization and pitch meeting is the event on Tuesday nights. And we are now telling the world, we, we Forbes did an article on us a week ago. Congrats, dude. Yeah. It's pretty much talking about what we do. And we are, we have announced to the world what, what our vision is because one day, man, Imagine telling someone this. Imagine through the filters that is required, like I said, of I put all these hurdles in there on purpose, be it there's the, the list has no order, be it um, if, if it's every week, if you don't if you don't call you up this week, come back, it's free to, hey, if the song's not good enough, we might stop it early. You know, if it's to the point of like, in this kind of this process. Hey, come to our studio. We'll record your song. Another service we offer at the same time is every we're doing a series at the Brooklyn Bowl okay. where every like it's like the best of the people that signed up from the previous oh, month cool. to That's give cool. them a yeah. to give them like a bigger yeah, a bigger venue to go, "Hey, we believe in uh, you." One of our taglines or in our mission slogan is music done the right way for the right reasons. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. You know, I love it. That's very cool, man. You have a, it's, I mean, it, that is coming from your heart. And uh, I respect that. Kudos Dude, to you, bro. Man, that's again, awesome. It is, it is, man. Like, I'm, I'm sure, like I said, you, we've seen, we've seen so many broken hearts here in our field. Mental health is such a big thing. I've lost friends. I've lost friends from, by you know people giving up their lives and just it's, ending uh, it just because yeah. it's too much rejection and uh dreams being crushed on so many levels i mean oh, man. just all over the place it's it's it's, it's time man it's, it's time, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so let's talk about bass a little bit sure um but everybody please check out pitch meeting and pitch music because uh to me it sounds like they're doing some amazing things so being a uh, musical director and a bass player, I think um, being a bass player allows you to listen to the music 
uh, as a whole. And that gives mm-hmm. you a unique perspective, which enables you to actually be a great MD. Do you agree with me? Yeah. Do, oh, it's so interesting that you said that because um, the, that approach, I feel like, again, the pandemic has allowed me to sort of just hyper focus on a few different approaches. And by that, I mean, when if I approach life the way I approach the base, what does that mean? Okay. And exactly what you said. You said it just right there. You're like, that position, that role sort of allows you to, to listen to the music as a whole. Right. Correct. So yep. to give sort of an idea of that same thing, but in a non non bass playing kind of approach, but more of a musical director approach. Um, we were on Monday night, we played for Whiskey Jam's 10 year anniversary. So Whiskey Jam is uh, like an artist showcase uh, night here. And it's been it's Nashville's biggest night. And we were the house band for the 10 year anniversary at the Ryman. And it was sold out. Very cool. And and. I'm the MD. I'm the bass player slash MD, but there's like 25 artists with going, like every song is a new artist, right? So I'm like, okay, guitar change. Tuner's on. Is the guitar on? All right. Where's the microphone stand? Where's my, where's my, I'm, I'm watching not just the band, but I'm watching what's happening with my crew, with the back, the back, the back, people in the back, in the crew, my crew, the guys uh, backstage and I'm watching how they're all transitioning. What needs to happen? All right. That guy drinks. I'll, I'll pass him his drink when he needs it. And then <laughs> there's, there's too many guitar. There's too many mic stands on there. But my point is that the, the instrument or at least the approach we have for bass, if I use that same approach for everything else, it's this accompanying style yet overarching um, point of view that I get to just see how things should be running by supporting everything around it, be it like move, like knowing when the changes are going to be, knowing what time the artists are we running out of, are we running behind? Is are we too like as the crowd engaged? Should I build it up a tiny bit more? It's it's the same approach. Yeah, if we approach life like that. And I, you're right. It 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 works well. The base, the approach on base, if done right, hopefully, ha- has the power to approach the musical director role the same way. For sure, know? for sure. And I like that perspective a lot. Uh, let's go back to uh, how you started playing. It's it's uh, so Australia, like I said, as beautiful as it is, has a very limited. Um, uh, again, 21 million people. I can't, I can't um, get angry at anyone for, for that. It's just numbers. Um, in my high school, uh, someone just asked me this. I didn't get to study music in high school. Um, so my, uh, in, Australia, they're called, in Australia, they're called year 11 and 12, but here they're called junior and senior year of high school, I think, uh, yeah. right? Yeah. So my junior and senior year, there was no music classes because there was only four people that applied for music. And for there to be a class needs to have five people. Okay. And um, so there was no music class, but there were three sport classes. So just just to give the ratio of yeah. like, I think that's the same ratio as the United States. Es- especially but, now they've, yeah. they've cut out quite a bit of, of the arts. arts. Yeah. yeah. But still, 
I I didn't get to study music, but I think that made me hungry for more. That made me, you know, I picked up the bass in high school and because of the lack of, at least, at least in my school, uh, the lack of resource for music, it made me go, it made me approach music or the bass independently, which is good, I think. It yeah. made me go, I'll only learn the stuff I like and I'll go <laughs> with that. And I yeah. bought my first bass. I worked eight months at a steakhouse when I was 16 years old. Okay. And after, when I made what enough- What did you do? I, what did you do? What were you doing? Dude, I, uh, I was, I took, it was, it took me one day to be the dishwasher person because that's the first day. Okay. Like, ah, this guy's a bit more competent than the others. <laughs> Let move him up. <laughs> and then I started doing sides for like a month and they put me on like whatever. I mean, there's different levels, but I eventually started making steak. It's like, oh, yeah, nice. cool. I'm, cool. But okay. eight months making, I don't know, $6 an hour. <laughs> Got it. Got it. <laughs> um, eventually, I saved up enough to buy uh, a Fender Rumble. Oh, and this—it's called OLP. It's like a Music Man copy. Okay, it's like a, it's like a yeah, cheap Music Man, Chinese Music Man. Got and it. I bought that, and then I quit. Because <laughs> because like, right. <laughs> you're on your way, right? Yeah, I was like, there. that's it. I'm ready. <laughs> ready to go. I'm, I'm gonna tour the world with this Fender Rumble and this Chinese-made Music Man copy. You know what? I bet you could. <laughs> <laughs> but um, then I just sat down and I'm like, okay, there's no music classes. What do I like? Well, my brother-in-law, listen, you know, was the one that introduced me to uh, uh, Chili Peppers and Off We Go. And I'm yes. like, as flea. a young kid, yeah, dude, Flea, man. Like, how many how many bass players did Flea help create? Oh, I mean, especially younger players and maybe people that were more into he introduced the world of funk and really he introduced the bass to so many mm. people including myself mm -hmm. um just that normally wouldn't even realize what the bass does you know what mm, i mean yeah, listening to popular yeah. music so uh flea I, the, I, he he poked it out right he allowed the bass to poke out in the like from the 90s onwards yeah he like at least in popular music. Yes. Like man, that guy's a. I can't. He was a hero. Like I'm sure everyone and still, I'll say now. Still, I call bull, yeah. I call bullcrap on people to go no, never. I have never heard anybody say that, but uh, they shouldn't say that. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like man, he. I remember just watching his uh, those slap lesson DVDs, and I'm yes. just like, and I'm Dude. like. <laughs> I had him on VHS and I wore out the tape, man. Uh, the one with him and Chad Smith playing together. Yeah, that's was, right. That's right. I was playing it or attempting to play it just verbatim, <laughs> just playing along, watching, you know, with puppy dog eyes. Oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> that's right. Dude, that's why I was like, I'm going to get this Music Man copy base because I can't afford a real Music right. Man. <laughs> but. So from um, so from then yeah. on, what, how did you you got your first bass? You got your amp. You're ready to tour, tour the world. Um, <laughs> tell me about your very first gig, and then jump over to your first pro gig. Okay, so two weeks later, after I got my bass and amp, I got my bass and amp Feb February one. I don't even remember two thousand six, two thousand five. I started late, but um, and then we had a Valentine's Day gig at school. 
Oh, did we you have playing. a date? Did you have a date? No, no date. No, <laughs> definitely. I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> but no, definitely not. I don't think. But um, and if I did, I feel bad for that girl. If I forgot, I'm sorry. Oh. But I don't think so. I don't think so. Maybe I'm, you know, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we just played like the songs we're learning in the, in, at the courtyard or at recess. And nice. be like, oh, okay, was that love song by... I don't even know, remember this. I don't remember. I don't remember any of them. Okay. What was the first song you learned on bass? Uh, oh, then that would be, uh, it would have been, oh my goodness. I feel so bad for forgetting White Stripes. Dun, 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 oh, oh. Dun. Uh, Seven Nation uh, Army. Yes. Yes. Nice. I was like, and I was like, yeah, I can play bass. I'm so awesome. <laughs> that's a, that's such a badass riff though yeah right great riff that, okay, so, okay so you did your valentine's day dance how did that or that was your first gig yeah like in in your head it's the best gig ever but i'm sure it was horrible i'm li <laughs> i listened to old someone recorded it it's on private on youtube right now but oh, yeah man. it's it's horrible but it was great okay at the time so you got your you got your first gig out of the way um now, did you take lessons? Are you a, are you a, a well? Like I said, there was no at the early stages. There was no music classes, and I I just used YouTube as okay. uh, so. Um, the the people that I learned a lot from, at least at the time, was obviously Flea. Okay. Do you remember Marlo DK? Remember him? Uh, no. No, uh, he was just like he was like a swedish guy but anyway okay. just like like you this all the youtube people okay that i'm just like uh lesson how to slap how got to, it got it <laughs> expert village that you know like how to and now play. you're all over youtube doing that stuff i watched a few <laughs> of your videos last night it's so cool oh dude well ugh, man fine. i gotta tell you the, uh, youtube is like is like school for people my kids are on there all the time learning things i learned how to change a headlight I don't change headlights, but I did it. And I'm so proud of myself because of YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. So, oh my God. Here's, here's, a, here's, a, little, here's a little story of, um, so it was my first time playing at a, uh, if, if you're going to ask professional gig, first one, instead of saying first one, here's one to connect to exactly what we're talking about. Okay. Um, so maybe 10 years after picking up the bass, um, we I played this festival called Soul Fest in Sydney, and the headline was D'Angelo. Oh, Pino, Pino, Pino. Yeah. Well, we didn't know because Pino didn't have social media at the time. Okay. 2005, 2004. Ah, okay. sorry, 2014, 15. Um, he does. He didn't have social media back then, so everyone's like, D'Angelo's coming. Is Pino coming? Um, and then someone said, Hey. He's at this jazz venue like a couple of days before the show. So he's here. Uh, so um, I got, you know, obviously playing the artist I was playing for was the opening act at the internet at the main stage. And I had an artist pass and I was losing it. Um, oh, it's packed away. It's somewhere here. But I know I have a Pino signature bass. What? And I love that bass. And it, it's so unfair because Fender... Fender uh, made the best P bass ever, and then 
I'm like, why don't they make? Oh, it's just a P base. Make every P base feel like that. <laughs> like, because <laughs> um, then it but, wouldn't be a Pino. That's right. And I remember running up. I saw the D'Angelo van was there, and I have the artist pass, so I can go anywhere. I'm like, it's like, oh, this guy's my hero, man. Like after Flea, when I got a P base, I was like that Continuum record, and then going backwards, um, like his fretless playing, yeah, just like the P, the D'Angelo record, Voodoo, etc., etc., etc just taking in all that stuff i went up i was like i went up to him with my bass i brought the pino bass it's in my my gig bag and i woke up hey man it's like he's tall i'm I'm like really short so he's really tall me and, too that's okay I am <laughs> and he goes i go man just want to say like thank you for what you've what you've done um it's inspired me a lot and i know you may get asked this all the time but do you mind and he cut me off it's like, hey, dude, I don't really want to sign anything back here. And I understand that. It's like we're we're the artists, we're backstage, and that's the point of the backstage. You don't, right? You don't, you don't get that. And I get it. And I was like, that's all good, man. I I understand. And he has this British accent. He's like, is it your base? And then I'm like, actually, it's your base. And he's like, what do you mean? Let me see. I take it out, and it's you know, it's like, oh, of course I'll sign that. Uh- <laughs> like. Of That's course, awesome, like he, man. he he felt a bit more like ah okay like it's not just some random base it's like oh yeah. you care enough at least that you bought the exact right. same base i have yeah um That's he picked cool. it up picked it up is like oh uh, man this is really light this is one of the this is a really good one it's like where do you want it signed and it's like i was like right in the front it's like oh, i don't want to ruin it it's like he turns it around big ass signature right in the back so and sick. then I, I got it coded so it doesn't go away. But um, I told him this. And I remember, I remember, oh, man, that was a great day. I wrote down that entire back and forth with him. And I, I told him, um, thank you so much for being, like I said, thank you so much for being you. And I attempted to be you for so long. But by failing to be you, man, it helped me get a career. You know, and it's changed my life forever. That and, is awesome. And he goes, and it was nice. And he said, man, that really means a lot, actually, because, you know, I don't, I tend, you don't realize that sometimes. All I'm in my head, I'm just playing bass, but I forget that it has an impact that it can create. So I re- that really means a lot. And the fact that th- that's another thing that I learned from people in that level, at least as a young as a young kid trying to figure out in Australia. It's like, and this is the thing that I'm always trying to represent and aim for that, man, these guys gave me time. Who am I? At at the end of the day, I'm looking at it, who am I? But these guys gave me time. The best in the world just gave me a few minutes of their time, a few seconds of their time, an hour, a day, or whatever you call it. I, it, it means, I'll, I'll go back to what I said in the beginning. It means nothing if I don't do it for others. Right. You know? I mean, it doesn't cost anything to be kind. And sometimes, you know, we all uh, maybe don't have a lot of time, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't cost anything to be kind. Yeah, it's free. That's that's so great. So mention a few of the other um, artists that you've played for, because I know you've played for a lot of them. So now, um, back in Australia... um, like I play for a lot of Australian artists and yeah. 
they're doing well right now. The last gig I did was for an artist named Ricky Lee, Ricky Lee Coulter. Uh, she's uh, one of the original um, Australian idols. Oh, that was cool. the last. I got that gig the year I left because she was like, oh, um, an approach I have to to at least being a, a backing art, a backing bass player is that I'm, I'm not here to steal gigs. I'm just here to do a good job. And my approach is even if I'm just subbing in for one gig, I want the moment I do that gig, I want them to feel, why don't we have that guy originally? <laughs> okay, like, yeah. That's the standard that I want to set okay. every time. Just for me, at least for me to go, hey, do a good job and make them feel like, man, why don't we have that guy originally? Got you. Um, it's funny because when I got that gig with her that same year, six months later, she booked me for a Australian tour. And I'm like, hey, I'm leaving. I'm going to move to Nashville. Oh, I'm sorry. I bet but, she was um, bummed. But I remember playing, like the jam has allowed me to play with different artists and players. And one of my, man, one of, a good buddy now who I played for back in 2015, 16, back at the jam session in Australia, who I really look up to songwriting wise and his voice, uh, David Ryan Harris. Oh, cool. And he's like, Very man, cool. he's, he's one of, Again, the time he gave me and shared me, he's brought me backstage a few times at Mayor Concerts. And again, who am I? And I got to play for him back in Sydney. And then throughout the years, I got to hang out with him more. And we just did the same band, the same pitch meeting band, played for him for his show in Memphis a couple of weeks ago. So Great. that's like, it's nice that it's like, okay, yeah, man. There's, all, there's all this stuff. But my main gig right now is Lindsay L. And I, I enjoy... I enjoy playing for someone. I, it's like I want to believe in these artists, uh -huh. and I do, and I really believe in her, and she pushes me a lot to um, to be able to do what I need to do. But at the same time, as I'm developing this new approach with pitch meeting, I'm seeing the crossroads, you know? And I yeah. think I've had a conversation with her, and I haven't even publicly announced this, but this is, I guess, the first time that I'm saying it publicly, that um, it is. it's actually my time to move on and I told her my my direction that yes of course I love playing for her and of course I love doing all this stuff with her but there's something here that I'm doing in Nashville that requires my full attention because like you know the things that we're doing now because of pitch meeting like for like Lindsay I got to play for her and she's allowed me to play and she's the people she's invited up I remember when um Billy Ray Cyrus just got up at one of our gigs and just sang a song. We're like, all right, here we go. Follow him. See where he's going. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. And now pitch meeting, Elise. Um, again, I mean, I, I'm not sure if I shared this, but my my musical approach was like flea, rock, but also soul, blues, R&B. So country music was a... I have a dead spot in my head for country music. But for some reason, I'm the bass player for country music around... <laughs> around town right now it's, it's all music man it's yeah, all right, music. right if you have so, if you have all of the, uh, those uh the versatility and and the the different genres of music that you you've experienced but with soul music really i think if you can play that well you can play anything well rock yeah, dude. and so you know what i mean so, dude yeah. Well, then, like, because of pitch meeting, it's allowed me to play. Like, Randy Travis showed up at the Ryman on Monday night. 
And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who he is. I'll be honest. But then I was like, oh, this guy is a is that, legend. Is that, oh, my ex is living. Yeah. Is that Randy Travis? Yeah. And okay. I'm like, okay, this guy is like a legend. Same same as like, I, mean, I can't even name it. I'm sorry. I'm not even going to yeah. attempt naming That's any okay. country music legend. Country legend. He is a legend. Yeah. But because of that, I've gotten to now play for all these different artists and people in town um, to expand what I'm doing. But also... Because I get to do that, um, I'm in this now approach of like, well, the same band that played at this at a sold out Ryman, the same band that played for 25 artists with number one songs on the radio right now is the same band that's playing for you on Tuesday nights when you just sign up. Very cool. You know, yeah, you know, man, you know, you've used you've used versatility. You've you've used your experience. You've used your brain. You've used time wisely to be able to spread your wings and expand to something that you really love, and uh, that's amazing. That's great, dude. That I'm, and I appreciate that because that's all we're trying to do. And I think the affirmation, the biggest affirmations that I that I can personally get is that when. No, I'm I'm just trying to be the best me that I can be by loving others and not make and making sure that I'm I'm allowing people to be able to do the same. But when like man, I mean this by the way, like when when companies that I believe in or like the they're like that's the same that's the same pedals that Michael League uses from Snarky Puppy. Yeah. When when that same company believes in what you're doing too man that's that's an affirmation that i don't take lightly like i have a responsibility to give well i have a responsibility for myself then i have a responsibility for the people that believe in me therefore i have this responsibility to go well how do i make sure that i use that as potent as i can so like dunlop themselves like they i got I got an artist, you know, they connected, I teamed up with them and became one of their artists before I moved to the States. I was still back at home. I was still like this young kid in Australia trying to figure out my crap. And I was, again, I was no one. <laughs> I was comparatively, even to now, I don't even, I'm still no one. But <laughs> like, well, they are awesome people and awesome company to work with, awesome products, and they obviously see the awesome in you. So, um, speaking of gear, let's give me a quick rundown on what you what your go tos are. So right now, like I have, I have an entire stack, and I feel bad because I'm like I have an entire stack of. I think this will be my lifetime supply, which is bad because I'm like I'm not. I'm not buying anymore, but it's like I have all my strings are done are Dunlop strings. So like which gauges? Um, so I use I'm actually a light gauge. I use uh, forty, okay, forties, forties to hundred. Um, I I normally use five, and I mean I normally use four string. And if I do go five, I think what's the next one ten? One o five. One o five. That's yeah. right. One o five is the is the B string. But that's oh, no. all I use. B string, no, one no, twenty. Yeah. Man, they to me it's whatever feels whatever feels doesn't matter. It's the lighter gauge. It's a lighter you. gauge regardless. Got you. One fifteen? No. Oh, we're just gonna sit here guessing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to look for all my 
strings. It's it's back there, and I can <laughs> grab it. But anyway, um, I I use three different strings and all Dunlops. So for flats, I use flats on my P bases. I use um, stainless steel. By the way, it's one twenty five. One twenty five. There you go. Yeah. I use uh, stainless steel for uh, my jazz bass, and then I use um, nickel for my my so yeah so flats for my vintage p bass stainless steel for my jazz bass and then nickel for my uh round p bass rounds for rounds very cool and then that's i just i'm like okay i just wanted the strings that were consistent and i've tried i mean i've been trying so many for throughout the years and i'm like well something works here I'm going to use this. This just works. And I don't have to stress about it because all I really want to do is just play music. I don't <laughs> have to. <laughs> um, Sound good. And, feel good. Let's go. Dude. And well, um, so most of the, like, it's, it's so fun to being able to, you know, like you guys, it's, you don't need to go anywhere else depending on what sound you want to get. Really. Like, um, Donald, MX, from MXR to, to, to Dunlop themselves, like they have all the things that you'll that you'll need. Definitely. You know? What so about like, amps? So I'm more. I use Aguilar. So I'm an Aguilar artist. Okay. So um, I've been I've been I actually profiled my Aguilar uh, big DB seven five one um, on the Neural. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. Like okay. If I've been trying that out, I mean, I I haven't committed completely to say like this is it. Yeah. But. This is just a new thing that I'm trying because, you know, touring rig is the 4x10, 115, DB751, and that weighs a million tons. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, like because we, we because of the pandemic, that, that didn't live in the trailer. That lived in the house. Right. So it's like that exists. But, um, but then I'm trying this. I'm trying the quad cortex, man, the neural quad cortex. And I captured my the Aguilar and I did an A and B. I'm not to people that don't know what capture it is, it's like they profile the amp. They can they, they send all this information to the amp and it sends it back to the neural and then it copies like a tone match kind of thing for it. And I'm doing an A and B dude. I can't tell the difference. Really? Holy crap. I can't. And a live setting or a recording setting or well, both? Rec- so now so when I first captured it back here in the studio, I'm yeah. using my headphones. I'm like, can't tell the difference. And then now I've been using that as my out. That's what gets sent out. So I have my bass amp with me. That is what is being used as my stage volume. And then I have the out coming out of the neural going uh-huh. to the going to the PA. Very cool. Going to the desk. And it's consistent. It, the weather doesn't change it. The, nothing changes. It's the same exact tone that... I captured at that exact moment. That's awesome. I, Te- I'm technology, it, man. Dude. Technology. <laughs> it's, hey, but like I said, I, like I said, I I'm not going like yeah. Everyone should use this. I'm still in the, I'm still trying it out because like we're gonna be kicking back on tour soon. Yeah. And you you seeing, know you, you need you need that weight behind you still. Yeah. yeah I'm not. Well, say, I didn't yeah. say I'm going ampless. Yeah. That's not what that's not what I right. said. I, I don't think I can do that just yet. I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna go there just yet. What about bases? Uh, P bases. Uh, all right. So my my number one is my uh, my original sixty three P in da- in Daphne blue. Nice. That's the one. With, that's the one with flats. Does she have and, a name? Uh, well, 
she has a male name because okay um and she's still a she it's not a male it's not a male it's still a female no, i don't base know why i called her a, a she i, I mean no, it's you know no but it's still a female it's still a female base really, okay right all right <laughs> but um i for i saw this base on ebay actually back in australia 2013 i think around that time and it was like i met, this is i would have just been out of college few years or it's still in college still studying postgraduate stuff but i emailed the guy on ebay hey man i i'll say yeah i'll say the price it's australian dollars he added up for like six grand starting bid and i'm like hey man i'm just a, you know i'm just i just got out of college i don't really have that much do you mind but if i buy it cash for three grand and then he responded hey man i kind of need the money for medical expenses um but thanks anyway a week later and then no one bid on ebay yeah hey man and i emailed it i'm hassling him again hey man <laughs> um do you, Persistence do you mind i know off. yeah hey hey it does you know like i said i'm not you know i'm still i'm not i just finished college and um i really i'm just letting you know i'm not a collector i'm going to use this base like this, I, I'm planning on traveling the world with this base. Um, this is the most I have. Here's four or five or four. And he was like, you know what? Man, I'll rather sell it to someone who's going to use it. So sure. Anyway, and I was going to get it. And I'm emailing him, messaging him, no response that day. And I get a message from his wife. Hey, Eric, sorry. Neil sleeps during the day. He has advanced bowel cancer. Oh, I'll let him call you when he wakes up. And then I, he messages me, oh, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. My wife is, you know, she's not really taking this well. But, yes, you can pick up the bass, blah, 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 blah. And I felt so bad haggling. Yeah. And I'm like, of course, of course, that's why he needs medical expenses. Yeah. I'm an idiot. And, of course, who would sell a 1963 P bass yeah. just like that? And I'm like, yeah. oh, man. And at the same time, it's not like I'm a millionaire at the time because I was like, I still can't afford six grand. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, man. Don't worry about it. Like, anyway, and I named the base after him. I uh. emailed him. The last time I emailed him actually was uh, a few years back when, two years ago, I think. Because uh, Fender did a replica of it. Oh, cool. So um, we have a master-built replica. So one, the original one has flats and the new one has rounds. So okay. I have, I have, and they even replicated the cracks and everything. It's it's great. Uh, that by is Jason, awesome. Uh, uh, Jason Smith, great, great master builder. But um, yeah, and I named it after him. I told him, hey, hey, dude, remember when I told you I'll be touring the world with this? Well, friend that just replicated it. And he's still alive, thank goodness. Neil's still alive, so I don't feel as bad. But um, Oh, he's, he's yeah. still, oh, awesome. Oh Yeah, he's still alive. So he, like, Australian medical, um, Australian medicine, like the healthcare there, good. <laughs> but <laughs> thumbs up on that one that's so great man and that's a great story as well um yeah but that's no i'm normally a p-based guy i have a few i have too many i have the pino signature i have the sean hurley signature oh cool i, the, I love the sean Repli he's you know, great the, man he's the another another human that that shares his time when he doesn't even need to that yeah. that i learned that from him too if you you know hung, hung out with him so many times um and uh yeah just i have all these custom shops I have a, I have a, I have a, there they are, a stingray oh, there and the P-Base there. Very so cool. just a Hofner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that, 
all the things that helped me get a gig. But at the same time, 98% I'm using my original P base. So I, I hear that. The, yeah. You know, it's the, it's the workhorse. Yeah, Dude, that's the, that's the number one. Man, I could sit here and seriously talk to you all day, and hopefully we're going to hang soon to be able to do that. Please. Thank but, you for your um, time, man. Uh, any words of advice anymore? Because you've been full of them today. But for uh, young bass players or aspiring bass players trying to get out there and do their thing? So, firstly, thank you to Dunlop for having me, and thank you so much for your time, too, man. Thank you for just hanging out and capturing this little hangout of us meeting for the first time. Oh, I dude. think that's so I think happy to do it. I like being able to say that, hey, I have we have that moment captured when we first when we became friends. Yes. I, there you go. Aw- that's yeah, awesome. Man. I for love sure. that. So the thing that um, I I mean, this is a thing that I've been sharing with people lately. And I think this would be a nice way to, to sh- the last thing to share that I love to share is that. I've only been in Nashville for two two years, and if you really think about it, um, that first year nothing really happened, and I wasn't even in Nashville. And I've only been here really since I started the pitch meeting. That's when I that's when I knew that's when I knew how how the community worked. And from a small venue to being able to play a sold out show at the Ryman with the same idea, with the same band, with the same heart, I am all for hard work. I understand that. That should be a given. Hard work should be level one. <laughs> like how to how to succeed in life. Well, level one, first, hard work. That's a given. <laughs> but there's there has to be a different approach to hard work. And it's better to work smart than just than just work hard. Because if you work hard at a ladder that isn't fruitful. At a, sorry, if you work hard at a ladder that, you know, a garden that isn't fruitful or a ladder that, that goes nowhere. It's like, yeah, you're hustling, but where? So attempt, I always want to make sure that every approach I have is the most potent that it can be. And it has the end game of it results to fruitful endeavors. But that requires a lot of, you know, self-reflection and a lot of, you know, hard, like figuring out if the fruitfulness of the people that you're surrounding yourself with is there. And my best summary of that, which is the philosophy of this, this thing called pitch meeting, pitch music that I've been running is music done the right way for the right reasons. Mm. And, and if you could just take out music, just done the right way for the right reasons, you know, work smart for the right way, work smart the right way for the right reasons. And, then and only then will you succeed and surpass much faster than than people jaded people telling you this is a 10-year town man no it isn't <laughs> <laughs> man that is great advice uh Thanks, dude. what do you think oh where can people find you uh, um online well, I'm, I'm on well you can find me on instagram and i think that that'll lead you everywhere it's my name is soo hungry so hungry um, on Instagram and then through that little platform you'll see the world that I'm trying to try you'll see the world that I'm trying to build and we'll love you know we'll love to share it with all of you guys awesome dude thank you so much for doing this that is our show for today thank you for joining us stay healthy and kind spread love good vibes and inspiration and remember you got this follow your path and just play 
I'm Josh Paul. Hope to see y'all out there sometime soon. And thank you very much to Dunlop for making this show possible. And be sure to check out Bass Freaks wherever you get your podcasts.